from the Max Motor Studios. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, Jamar Chase is right next to us, not getting set uh, to play in the Super Bowl He's on leaving. Sunday. He just actually left. Uh, Where you're going to say Burrow had my ass too loud, and he was going to hear it. He just left. He did. Dude, he would kick your ass. Dude, Jamar Chase. Would I wouldn't beat you say up so it. Bad. I wouldn't be wearing a shirt that says "smoking <laughs> on that Joe Burrow" or a shirt and that just says "stretch Burrow loudly and, with your arms yeah. out." Look, I think he's amazing too. By the way, like he's, oh, he's a great player, a hell of a football player. <laughs> he's incredible. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's absolutely incredible. He's about to get a massive contract in a year. Maybe the highest paid wide receiver in football. Don't tuck your tail between your legs now. No, no, no. no. no you want you want to start something with Jamar Chase? Then stand by it. When Cody, Cody's the one that took a photo and just basically without tagging him on Twitter called him out. Yeah, I said, so he's chasing, loser that's something. worse. You're chasing likes. Yeah, that's what Twitter <laughs> is. What the hell are you talking about? Have you been on social media? That's the whole point. Nick actually has never been on social media. No. I'm Manuel I'm Sanders. Doing dark, I'm doing a Manuel uh, Sanders social media who, darkness There's retreat. also Manuel Sanders who I like. He was a chief for about five I'd minutes. I make fun of him, but he like he ditched the Chiefs and then went and won a Super Bowl. So it pretty hard out. to say that it Manuel Sanders. He's actually really, really good on TV, Emmanuel Sanders, his friend of NFL Network. Very, very good. Dak Prescott's supposed to be around here pretty soon. Saquon Barkley, I think, and uh, Justin Jefferson, who hopefully. David Njoku. I think. Uh, is that who that is? Justin Jefferson. We might pick up a little Offensive Player of the Year award tonight. Uh, that takes me to, to what's trending a little bit more deeper dive here. Tonight, Patrick Mahomes is going to win a second MVP award yes. tonight. NFL honors this evening. Uh, he will get that award. The question will be just I wanted to see what the vote total is, right? I don't think it will be unanimous. He should, but he's not going to be. Jalen Hurts, is he going to finish second, or does Joe Burrow end up finishing second? Or does, like, the Minnesota guy give Justin Jefferson a vote or something? Right, bizarre. right. I don't think it'll be unanimous. You're right, but I do think obviously he's going to win the award. Look forward to being able to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Next up on what's trending, you Darvish just signed a new contract extension with the Padres. The third time in his Major League Baseball career, he signed a six-year contract. This time for 106 million dollars. So likely will finish out his career for the Padres at this rate. We have to assume. By the way, the Padres. This is part of it. I don't try to like put it. I know circumstances are different. I know markets are different. But you can't always say we're small market, we're small market, we're small market, and then watch the way the Padres, who are in a similar size media market to Kansas City, who do not have the local care about fan base Kansas City does, they throw money around like it does not matter. They're gold. Yeah. Yet another $100 million contract. That is that is like the sixth contract in the last three years the Padres have signed that would be richer than any deal the Royals have ever handed out. It's one of those things that will drive you crazy if you let it, like, if you, it'll drive you crazy if you look at Deals that are handed out in other markets, it'll it'll like it'll, like it'll you you'll, you'll never it'll impact you consistently if you're like because you you could say that about just about any any deal that gets signed nowadays with superstars in in baseball like you're gonna frustrate yourself being in a small market it, it'll drive you crazy. If you I know, it. man, but I do it sometimes. Yeah, I oh I know. I keep I, up with the Joneses a little bit. They should spend more than they do. Look, I don't need them to be the Padres, but they should spend more than $100 million. I don't think that that's unfair. Next up on Watch Trending, as we were sleeping, right here in Phoenix, guys. Has anybody seen Kevin Durant yet? I don't know if Nate Taylor saw Kevin Durant yet. You mentioned Kevin, he just, like, cruised Kev- into ma- ra- ra- Radio Row right after getting uh, traded. Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns, yes. Right across the street from this convention center, essentially, is where the Phoenix Suns play at the arena. It's uh, it's where some of the opening night festivities, of course, were taking place. But Kevin Durant, now a member of the Phoenix Suns, a massive okay. trade uh, from the Nets. Multiple first-round picks. Also, a couple players swapped in that deal. This, remember, is a Brooklyn team that already traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks earlier in the week. The trade deadline in, in the NBA is today. I love the way the NBA works. Kevin Durant spent the entire NBA offseason saying, I want to be traded, and specifically he wanted to be traded to the Suns. They're like, no, man, you're stuck with us. You're a net for life. And then they trade him midseason. They, they, they make it like four months. 
and they're like, yeah, it's fine, man. You can go to the Suns. This isn't working out. We just got rid of Kyrie. You can go too. It's fine. We'll just restart. NBA makes no sense. It's the most wild trade market of all time. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold as we continue broadcasting live in Arizona at the Media Center just a couple days away from the big game. And our coverage is brought to you by Ray Gunn and Baker University. Coming up a little bit later on this hour, uh, around 12.45, Trey Wingo from Caesar Sportsbook going to join us, expected to at least. And here in about uh, six minutes or so, we'll be joined by someone that will give us a great breakdown of this game from NFL Films, Greg Cassell. Really looking forward to him uh, stopping by our table here on Radio Row. But I mentioned it, Cody. We are three days away, man, uh, from the Super Bowl. And it's kind of like, all right, let, let's put that in perspective here. I mean, Andy did today. It's been two weeks since these guys uh, have had a chance to play a football game. Andy's saying today is the toughest practice day of the entire week. We know Kadarius Toney is going to really test the ankle out today. Mahomes will continue to work through that. But Kadarius Toney is the only guy that's, that's limited for this football team. And They've got a chance, as Nate Taylor said at the end of our conversation, that they have a chance to get their second Super Bowl ring with this group uh, on Sunday. I think that what matters here is it feels like the week has finally shifted. Like Nate mentioned it, right? You mentioned the big practice. Like, yeah, the stuff's over. The stuff's over, right? It's like we're here now. It's real Super Bowl stuff. I know that it feels like you can't emphasize that enough because you can't gold. It doesn't – like sometimes it takes a while for it to hit me. Like, we're sitting here in Phoenix. It's Radio Row. You're like, you do realize, right, there's a Super Bowl in three damn days? They're going to play in the Super Bowl in three days. Like, I know I'm taking a shot at Jamar Chase as he's by here, but beating them is the reason why you're in this position. It means a lot to play in this game. And I want to find out if Kansas City is a team that just goes to the Super Bowl a lot and falls short, or if Kansas City is the kind of team, Gold, that is going to do this every single year and they are going to win these things that's what it is it's about winning now you know for the longest time i think as a kansas city chiefs fan i think you spent probably a majority of your lifetime as a kansas city chiefs fan just wishing what it would feel like to play in an important game more often yeah they'd sprinkle in one afc title game in your childhood and then 10 years later you think they were going to get another they fall short of the broncos in the mid 90s maybe they're one of the best teams in the nfl even right and then come up a little bit short you'd waited your entire life for this moment but now Just feeling, oh, it's Super Bowl week or they're playing in a big game, that's not enough for me anymore. I can't even remember caring about regular season games anymore. Now it's about Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls. Kelsey acknowledged it a couple years ago that, you know, after they had won the Super Bowl that he wished he could, you know, kind of press that fast-forward button and get to the the playoffs. Um, Because it is that that the expectations have forever been changed in Kansas City because of what Mahomes and Andy Reid have been able to do uh, over their time together, Andy going back to what he did in 2012, basically the same roster that was terrible in 2012 or the year before, and then he turned it into a nine-win team, uh, and that was like the worst win total that he's had since he's been the head coach. But now you're you're trying to figure out how how many of these opportunities you're going to have, and you got to take advantage of them. We talk about stacking up the rings and putting yourself in a category where you're going to go down as one of the best teams uh, yeah. that that have gone on runs through Super Bowls and you've used the word dynasty and things like that well if you want that to even be in play uh, you we think they're going to have all these opportunities but you've got to seize them while you're there it's the most important thing it's why you know Cincinnati you know Jamar Chase like you were there last year they didn't take advantage of the opportunity now they're not in the Super Bowl maybe they'll get back to one who knows maybe not it's so nice already having one in your back pocket but man you three Super Bowls in four years it feels like man if you're if you're if you're one and two in those it's just such a different a type of feel versus being able to, to say you got two out of three Super Bowl appearances with the ring. I just, it, absolutely. Well, like the whole thing, right? The Mahomes factor and those conversations that we're having gold, those things only matter or only mean something if you keep 
winning Super Bowls. That's the biggest difference here. That's what's going to make a difference if you want to keep having these conversations. And that's, honestly, that's what makes these weeks fun. Like, I, I want Mahomes factor, Mahomes effect, them in the Super Bowl. I want them to become what Travis Kelsey was describing last night, which is, you know, we're the team now. We're the team, and everybody has to deal with us. That's a fun position to be in, and that's what the Chiefs are right now, and it fe- it's starting to feel more real every second because we're just a couple days away from the Super Bowl. All of our guests here from Radio Row are brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com, and we're excited to be joined here on Radio Row from Arizona by Greg Cassell of NFL Films. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a better person to maybe talk about the discrepancy, though, and how these two offenses try to accomplish, of course, what they have been able to do all year. Uh, what, what makes these two offenses so different? I would say they're totally different offenses. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what specifically makes them so different? They're, they're, let's put it this way. They're both really quarterback-driven, but in totally different ways. I mean, you know, you guys don't need to, me to tell you about Mahomes. Um, what I will say about Mahomes I'm not sure, and I've been doing this a long time, I'm not sure I've seen a quarterback with such a kind of nuanced sense of spatial awareness and ability to see things as Mahomes. His spatial awareness is absolutely remarkable. In some ways, it's almost like a basketball player. you know. Um, but he just has an unbelievable feel for where people are and, and where people are going to be, which is maybe even more important. Um, the Eagles are totally different. They are one, 100% based on Hurts, but it's because of the run game element. You know, the Eagles, Hurts is in the gun on almost every snap. And there's so many different plays they can run. And I don't mean within this, I don't mean that, that he takes a snap and then he decides. That's not what I mean, because that's, people think that that's not really possible. There's no way you take a snap and you're deciding amongst four plays. It happens too fast. But, Based on their use of personnel, their formations, there could be five different plays that, as a defense, you have to be aware could be coming. And it's really, really difficult. So, you know, the, the Hurts factor is so critical. Now, we don't know about his injury status. He did not have to do a lot in the two playoff games. And he didn't play really well. Now, he wasn't needed the way the games played out. My sense is he'll be needed this week. I think he's going to have to throw more, and I think he's going to have to be good. I feel like we've made a much bigger deal about Mahomes' injury than his, and I'm like, I haven't even seen him throw it past, like, 20 yards yeah, in I know, three I know. weeks. And Mahomes will be better. Um, you know, will he be 100%? No, but he'll be better. It's been two weeks. Um, so now it's been three weeks since the injury. So he'll be better, you know, than he was against Cincinnati. Um, you know, you guys – you know, you're Kansas City, so I don't know what you hear about that. You know, but he'll be better for sure. Well, Andy's pretty much admitting he won't be 100%. I still think he's a freak healer, so I think he'll be better off after three weeks than most yeah. other human beings who walk But, I mean, he earth. won't be limping around the way he did against Cincinnati. No, I don't no. think so. And I think I think what's confusing to me about, like, whether or not, like, we have two weeks. Andy Reid's really smart, but for the most part, he hands the defense off to Steve Spagnuolo. Who's really smart, too, by the way. He is. And it's not Steve's first rodeo. <laughs> and, you know... 
I, I've known Steve for years, and I'm not smart enough to know what he's going to do, but he's going to have some kind of plan in place. I mean, keep in mind, you can go back to 2007 when he was the Giants' D.C., and they beat the Patriots, and they held him to two touchdowns. In that year, the Patriots, you know, were putting up uh, league you know, records, yeah, you know, all those records. So he's going to have something. Whether it works, I guess we'll find out Sunday. <laughs> but you know, you you have to have a specific approach when you play the Eagles. It can't just be we're going to line up and play. And you know what I think's been remarkable and really overlooked. I know uh, Snead is going to be back this week. He passed concussion protocol, but. It, in their dime with six DBs, which they played about 25% of their snaps, I think it was the second highest percentage in the NFL, they played three rookies in the secondary. You know, that has not been talked about. You know how hard it is to play with three rookies in the secondary in, in today's NFL? And, that, you know, that's a tough deal. And they made it work. I really like Spag's answer to that because you're like, hey, you've been resistant to play rookies before. His answer was... I'm not resistant to play rookies. I'm resistant to play people who aren't ready to play. Right. Well, and he's right. And, he, and, and to his point, he's probably right. They, they let go of a veteran corner in the middle of the season when they didn't have to when McDuffie was coming back because they're like, man, eh, we're good. Or at least I guess that's how they I traded Fent. They traded Fent into Atlanta, yeah. And they, he, was a, he, was a, he was a you know guy that wasn't going to get as much playing time. They started to see the progression of Jalen Watson. The, the wide receivers for Philadelphia, uh, to your point about the rookie corners right. that the Chiefs have, though, in particular, you know, LeJerry Sneed was asked if he was going to shadow anybody. He really doesn't anyway. He said no. H- how do you think? Well, the big difference is whether Sneed or McDuffie's in the slot because over the last five, six weeks, they started, you know, you know, Sneed had been in the slot for m- most of the season, yeah. and then I forget which game it was when he stayed outside and McDuffie went in the slot. It was when they were facing a, the – they finally had him shadow – it might, it, was, it might have been when they finally had him shadow Jamar Chase in the regular season Cincinnati game. It might have been. But the point is is that we know that both McDuffie and Snead can play the slot. Um, I loved McDuffie coming out of UW. I thought he was a really high-level prospect. So the question is, who will play outside? I would bet Snead will stay outside. And not necessarily do it as a pure matchup, but it'll be either Smith or Brown. I would bet Snead would stay outside. We're talking to Greg Cassell here of NFL Films. One of the areas that, that people have looked at from a physicality standpoint is in favor of Philadelphia, but also the running game for Philadelphia. What, what well, What's your thought on matching that up if you're Kansas City, well, your that's defensive the Hertz front? Hurts factor, too. Yeah. That's the problem. Because you always have to account for Hurts because, you know, he can run. And, again, he's been dealing with an injury as well, and we don't know where he stands. But, you know, this is the last game of the season, so it is what it is. Same for Patrick, obviously. Um, so, you know, I think that's what's so difficult about their run game is there's so many different um, concepts you have to defend because of Hurts, and it makes it, it makes it hard because now players are put in conflict. Players are a little hesitant. You know, someone like Nick Bolton, who's a really aggressive, strong tackler, you know, gets to the football, does he have to pause? If, if you go back and look at what happened in the NFC Championship game, the best linebacker in football, Fred Warner, there were a number of plays where he just had to kind of wait and see what happened and therefore was late to react. That's what this run game does to second-level defenders. What do you do? Like, uh, I'm looking for someone to agree with me, but when I look, at, when I look across <laughs> well, I know what you're gonna say. the offensive lines, um, I think the Chiefs' offensive line is just as good as Philadelphia's. Or is it just that Mahomes is it's, twice as good at avoiding sacks as Jalen Hurts? It's not as good overall. Um I would say that Wiley and Brown are, I wouldn't say they're weaknesses, but they're not strengths. 
the Eagles are really good five across, really good. Um, so, no, it's not as good. The question is, is that a, does that become a factor in the game? That's really the question. Do you think that Kansas City, or do you think that Mahomes makes enough out of making people not sack him that that kind of eliminates portion? It can. That's the Mahomes. I talked about the Hertz factor, and now you got the Mahomes factor. Yeah, what's a- his factor? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but you also don't want a game where he's having to do that a lot because we know he won't be 100%. So the question is, what's the initial game plan approach? Is it quick game throws? Is it RPOs? Is it trying to get a rhythm to the offense? Is it trying to minimize the pass rush? Because obviously when it's third and nine, there's not as much you can do to minimize pass rush. So, you know, do you, do you throw it more proactively with more quick game throws, which does minimize pass rush? Um, because Sweat and Reddick are a little bit of a mismatch for Wiley and Brown. How would you defend the Chiefs? Like, obviously last year was, hey, too high shell, and we're going to make them ding and dunk, and Mahomes won't be patient. How would you do it now if you were Philadelphia? I don't think there's a good answer, by the way. I don't know if there's a good I mean, <laughs> if there's a great answer to that question. I mean, the thing about Mahomes is, while well, he can throw really well from the pocket, obviously, because he can do everything, sometimes I think it's in his DNA he just moves. Because he, there are times he moves he doesn't need to move. But I think that's just in his DNA. So it's, it's hard to know when he's going to do that. Um, I remember talking to a coach a couple of years ago who said that, you know, when you play, you know, Mahomes, that there's really two defenses you have to play, and the second one's hard. It's the first two seconds of the play when you're playing within the structure of your defense, and then it's everything after those two seconds when your defense becomes harder. And, you know, that's what Mahomes does. Travis Kelsey, best tight end we believe we've ever seen. Last week, or two weeks ago now, I guess at this point, you saw it kind of open up MVS when they were down to yep. guys like Marcus Kemp and others. How, how much does Travis Kelsey set things up for, for everybody else for this game against Philadelphia? Because well, we look at Philly and we feel like maybe they're not the, the best tackling team up the middle there. Well, I think the, the, one of the key things, and I don't know how many people are talking about this, but I think it's, it's a fascinating element of this game, is the Chiefs play out of multiple tight end sets a high percentage of the time among the highest percentage in the league. They play out of what we call 12 personnel, two tight ends, 13 personnel, three tight ends, about 40% of their snaps. Against Cincinnati, it was over 50% of their snaps. And that's because Kelsey is essentially a receiver. You know, you can put any two letters after his name you want, but he's a receiver. And then you even take somebody like Jody Fortson, who's obviously not a high-volume target, but he was a wide receiver in college. So he can line up anywhere. So now the question becomes... How do the Eagles match up? You know, are they going to stay in their base defense, which would be a 5-2? Or do they say, hey, you know, that's a problem with Kelsey because he lines up anywhere. Are we going to play more nickel to that? So I think that that is is a major question in this game and a major matchup element in this game. Um, And there's no question that other than Mahomes, who's obvious, that the offense runs through Kelsey. And you've got to have a plan for Kelsey. And... We'll see what Jonathan Gannon does because I'm just kind of blown away by the fact that a lot of teams don't seem to have these plans. You know, and again, I'm not smarter than these D coordinators, but you got to have a plan for Kelsey. I think sometimes smarter than is always hard because you're like, I have an idea, and it seems like it's maybe not such a good idea. I feel like if I were the if I were opposing defenses, I might test their ability to do something different, especially without Juju Smith-Schuster. I feel like the Eagles' biggest weakness is in the middle. 
Like, don't they have to try to force Kansas City to maybe go deep if that's where they know they can be beat? Yeah, but forcing a team to go deep is is not the way defensive coordinators think because I know. what happens if all of a sudden it's a 60-yard touchdown? No, no coordinator <laughs> thinks like that. And Jonathan Gannon absolutely does not think like that. His overriding principle before you get into the tactics that he deploys is we're not giving up big plays. <clears throat> so there's no way that they Versus would Spags, who's a focus risk taker, on, maybe? Yeah, there's no way they'd focus on Kelsey with the idea that, oh, if they go over the top of us, that's okay. That's not, he's not going to think like that. Let's get your quick uh, prediction for oh. the game, though. Brought to you by Ag Power, oh, John boy. Deere, and Papa Murphy's. You're on a Kansas City. You can say you whatever say you want. Playing out. You know, guys, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not good at predictions. I'm not a good prognosticator because there's just too many variables. I mean, I think that the Eagles' roster is overall better, um, but I always struggle with the Mahomes factor. The guy does really special stuff, and you know, I mean. I had a pick already today, and so I don't know whether I should pick the same or I should just make it up sure, as I go. go. Give, us, give us the same. Just I tell mean, us one thing you're sure is going to happen in the game. We'll take that as a see, prediction. I, I mean, I think there's going to be scoring in this game. I don't think there's going to be a 2017 game. You know, I, I picked 31-27 Eagles, but not okay. with a real – not with conviction. You know, it's not like, hey, here's what I think. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it I'll could be 31-27 Chiefs too. You know, but, I mean, that's, that's the way I see the game, but – you know, I've, I've seen a lot of Super Bowls. I think I've been to every one since 1992. Wow. And you're always surprised by something, you know. And, see, to me, picking, you know, scores is easy. You can, you can flip a coin, you know. <laughs> but I'm more interested in, I think, tactically how this is going to play out. Greg, really appreciate the time. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thanks, guys. Greg Cassell of NFL Films. All our guests brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium, two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at papamurphys.com. Coming up next, we will get back into Mahomes' case against the number one defenses, and Cody just gave us some really bad news about something that happened back at home. Again. Again. All right, back here live on Radio Row. It is Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwert with you. We were, uh, we were, we were trying to get uh, Derwin James on the show for about a second. I think we, I think we had him for five minutes, and then, uh, then I think a handler of his stepped in and said he can't, he can't do it. But Nick, 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 good effort. That was, I thought we actually had Derwin James to talk some Chiefs football with the all-pro safety for the L.A. Chargers. But I just wanted to ask him about covering the Chiefs defense. Well, see, Cody, Cody waited until his handler walked away. And then he grabbed him, and of course he agreed to do it. But then the yeah. second his handler caught wind, he said, no, "It was a good effort by me." No, it was. It was. I hey. almost, you know, we were close there. Our coverage from Radio close. Row is brought to you by Ray Gunn. Would you settle for an uh, for a Baker David University. and Joku? What's the most irrelevant athlete you guys would take? That's pretty pretty close. <laughs> a career year. It did. Well, I want to talk about people who played the Chiefs this year and in which ways to defend or attack them. Depending on the offense, right? I want to see how those things work. Dude, Derwin was totally down to do it. He said, yeah, I'll talk about him. Let's try again. Let's just stick a microphone. Oh, his handler already said no. I know, I'm said kidding. No. I mean, his handler's right there. I know. I Look, I just thought it was a good opportunity. You know, we cover, we have the broadcast rights of the Chiefs. No, I, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we asked. But just like once they said Can't no. hurt to try. No, I, That's what matters. Can't I, hurt to try. Nobody's, nobody's faulting you for trying. <laughs> I don't think anybody was. <sighs> Nick, you should have just like physically moved to Derwin James. Over, just grabbed him by the shoulders. That's a strat. That is a, that's one idea. Let's get all <laughs> let's get all the bad ideas out of the way now. No, is any idea a bad idea? We're on Radio Row. We got plenty of time.
I still think that there's a chance he might give us two minutes, but you still think even after his hand no, was he said, no, he said no. It's over. He's going to now Durant's change his mind. mind. It's over. That he's going to change it's his over. mind. It's over. It was over. It is absolutely over. Damn. You know what? Schedule just opened up. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he finds out that you've had some bad luck today, maybe he'll he'll feel differently, though. Dude, I can't believe that I'm saying this again on these airwaves. You might remember, not not this last training camp, but the one before gold, we were sitting up at training camp, and I told you, bad news, everybody. A gigantic tree just came crashing through my fence, ruining it, going through the neighbor's fence, and causing a massive giant tree to be in my way and be problematic. It's happened again. A different tree <laughs> from the property behind me has fallen through a different portion of the fence. Reminder, I spent the summer, as you remember, staining and rebuilding it, making it look nice again, and it's fallen through again. Again, Gold, how can this keep happening? Do I need to just cut all the trees down at my house? Well, you just told me it's not. It's you can't cut it down. It's not on your property. So no, it's, it's not it's, even technically my tree. Yeah, so it's like you can say you need to cut the trees down. Look no, that, at that's this not. Thing. That looks terrible. Wrecked, dude. That is a massive tree, by the way. That fell through. Oh uh, yeah, pretty thick. Man. I, I would say like the trimming of the tree thing's not going to help you. It's not your trees that keep falling on your on your fence. It's it's the apartment complex's tree. Oh, completely blocked my driveway. There's no saving it. How bad is the weather in Kansas City? We're obviously in Phoenix. I mean, we got trees falling down all over the city, or just your house? I don't know. I know Maybe school just was my canceled. House. Maybe so. just all the trees behind my house are dead, and, and they all need to be cut down. I don't know. I can give you guys a little update on the weather. It was yeah, it was pretty bad this morning, but now it's like 45 out, and a lot <laughs> of the snow's melting, and the roads okay. are fine. When I came in at like 8.30, the roads were fine. But B-Dub said it was bad this morning. So, you so what are you going to do, man? So what are you going to do about I'm it? I'm going to have to rebuild the fence again. Are you guys willing to help me? No. No. Why? Also We're friends. No. The yeah. question's been answered. Move gonna, on. <laughs> Can you please? Move on. Hire, well, hire someone to build the fence again. Like, most, pe- like most people hire someone to build the fence. Maybe I built there's, it the last time. Maybe there's some listeners that will do that. We'll do what? Build my no fence? No follow-ups. No follow-ups. You're just completely unwilling, no out, interest, out. not going to help me build my fence. Text line is yeah. correct. Thank what goodness. a terrible five minutes. We both almost had Derwin James, didn't get him, and and you guys won't help me rebuild uh, my fence. I, uh, I didn't catch it either, but thank you for the text line for pointing out. Cody, I guess, said, I had, a tr- I had a tree fall on my property once. This time it was a different tree, as if the same tree that, <laughs> the same tree that fell regrew and fell again. again. So, yeah. I just mean it happened again. I'm frustrated. Yep. Very frustrated. And I'm also I mean, that's useless. awful, man. We're like stuck in Phoenix, and my wife's like, well, I guess I'll car the apartment car. I was like, good luck with all of Nick, that. solution. Deadbeat. Cody I'm needs to dead. get back want, to repair his fence. I'm you can take his dead. credential. Cody will fly back to get the fi- fence fixed. And, uh, Nick and then Nick, Nick can go as Cody as a credential. By the way, Bruce Arians just walked in the door. He's got the, the sunglasses on as well. Bruce Arians in the building. Diva. I don't know about that. What, don't call him that. Inside. What if we want to try to get Bruce Arians on? Don't call do him Diva you, before Do he turns you me want down. to get Bruce Arians on? I mean, he is a Someone's former offering NFL head coach. To help you build your fence, by the way. Someone's offering? Yeah. Someone that's not you two? Oh, oh so a nice person. A nice person is offering to help me build my fence. Yeah, probably not for free, though. Well, it has to be. He didn't say. that The text line doesn't specify if they were looking for any kind of financial gain out of this. I do believe it's a smaller portion of the fence the next time for whatever it's worth. That's got to count for something, right? Oh, man, I can't believe I have to build this again. This is depressing. So what? You just so the tree. I feel like sit, a deadbeat. The tree's just going to sit care there the kids for. And now there's just a tree through the middle of our <laughs> fence. No, the based on the way it went the last time, I assume 
the complex behind us will drag the tree out. There'll just be a <laughs> giant hole in the fence until I'm back to fix it. So, oh, so they'll remove. you got to take the dog out for a walk and all that stuff. I don't know, probably. So they'll get rid of the tree for you. You just got to repair the fence. Yeah, that's probably it. And they're not responsible at all. That's not so. The, it's this is a dumb intricacy of homeownership. Trees in general, that's act of God stuff. They're not responsible just because it was their tree. They're like, ah, tree fell. That's fix your own stuff. That's, that's what happened the last absolute time. Absolute crap, though. You have to put it on your own homeowner's insurance or just repair it. And the homeowner's insurance, because of you know how this works, deductibles. It's cheaper for me rather than pay a deductible and have that ding on my homeowner's insurance to just fix it myself. So that's what I'll be doing. I'll be fixing a fence in a couple of weeks when I get back. I'm going to say get back next week, but it'll take me an extra week probably to fix it. Here in about five minutes, we're expected to be joined by Trey Wingo of Caesar Sportsbook. Expected to have him stop by our table here on Radio Row. And you guys would agree, right, this is the busiest day by far so far Absolutely. that we've had. It's not even close. There, I mean, in terms of also current athletes, I think that's what's added to it. Justin Jefferson right now is over. There's like this cold That's who Derwin James was talking s- to. Sleep number set, if you will. And, Dur- and Justin Jefferson, who hopefully wins Offense Player of the Year tonight. Uh, is, we both is have a there. ticket on it. I need Justin Jefferson to win Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, we already know Mahomes is going to win it. But Did you make a Mahomes MVP bet, bet too? Yeah. I thought we all did. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, pretty yeah. much everyone's first legal bet, Yeah, right? that, that was one of the first bets I made. And then I, Justin Jefferson was a bet preseason that I made as well. And I feel pretty good about it, but it's not, a, it's not something that's a, you know, a sure thing as, as Patrick Mahomes to win MVP tonight. Thinking of Patrick Mahomes, though, he's played against the league's number one defense seven times. This will be the eighth time on Sunday when he goes up against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's 6-1. and one. Oh, and his offenses with him as quarterback against those number one defenses, he's putting up 31 points per game, even though it's the number one defense in football. And he throws a few more picks against them. He's got 15 touchdowns to seven picks. But if you're worried that the offense won't be able to move the ball, that he can't put up points because it's the number one defense, just just because of that, no, that's that's not what the numbers have told us about his career It's the exact opposite already. of that. Yeah, exactly. Anytime he goes up against the number one defense, he becomes the superhero version of himself. He's 6-1, 320 yards a game, 31 points a game. Like, other than the interceptions, which tend to ride a little bit high, there is absolutely nothing at all that prevents him from being the best quarterback in the NFL. That, to me, always stands out. It just means I don't care that they're the number one defense. I'm never going to carry the number one defense. Not until Patrick Mahomes proves that he can't do that against players. And that's... That's really the difference here. He has faced them seven times. He is an unstoppable machine when he faces them. To me, that is very simply put, I don't care. I don't care what your defense does. It doesn't matter to me. Like, hey, we're the 85 Bears. Cool. Sounds good, man. Don't care. Doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I also don't Patrick think Mahomes scores points no matter what. I also think, as we've discussed with this, this Eagles front, I think their front might be comparable to some of those great defenses. Yeah, you mentioned the Bears and the Broncos in 2015. The entire defensive unit, to me, is not on the same page as what those defenses have been. In particular, uh, the linebacking core, the, the, the secondary in terms of some of the tackling. We've had multiple experts come on and kind of break down the analysis of that. And so that's kind of how I, I view the defense. And definitely the, uh, the the numbers that Mahomes has put up against these number one defenses makes you feel even better about that. All right, let's go out to another guest here right on Radio Row, brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at Papa Murphy's. Dot com. We're really excited to be joined by Trey Wingo of Caesar Caesar Sportsbook, and uh, we got we got a Super Bowl in a illegal sports betting state, Trey, which makes this even more a enjoyable, first. right? A first. We're very excited about it, and we'll have a draft uh, for the first time in a legal betting state at Arrowhead. I uh, know it was drafted in Vegas uh, last year. Sorry about that, but we'll we'll continue that theory. We're excited about that. 
I know technically Missouri doesn't have legalized wagering, but yeah. Kansas does. So yes, Kansas City, it's a five-minute drive. Don't yeah. worry. You come down for the draft, you want to bet? No problem. Exactly. Plus, Missouri's discussing it, and they have to do something. Can I ask you? Every like, state borders them has legalized bets. Why, why would you not? Like, if, if the whole thing is we need, you know, revenue is a problem. Got a solution for you. It's pretty simple. Legalize this and maybe legalize something else. Oh, no, good. we legalized pot just like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, good. So You're we're good, good in Missouri. Okay, we're Connecticut, fine Connecticut was the same way. Like, <laughs> where I, I spent half the year in Connecticut. Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, all legal. Connecticut's like, yeah, we're just seeing money fly over the border, so let's bring it in. It's been enjoyable. I mean, there's so many people that maybe don't even normally wager uh, throughout the NFL season. You've got people that always do Super Bowl parties, though. Yeah. And so whether it's the coin toss or other things, you might even have your grandma put a few bucks on well, this one, right? Especially on a game which statistically is so close, right, uh, on the line. It's basically a pick em. And if you're not convicted about a, a bet there, prop bets and all that other stuff make it so much more fun. In the Caesar Sportsbook app, we have these quick picks right away, which are basically fun same-game parlays, another way to get in on the action. We're what are some of your favorite, by the way? In the early going here, we're talking about a lot of different prop bets that are available to you. Yeah. Are there two or three that you're like, these are the ones I'm doing? Because the, the Mahomes yardage over has started to really grow on me. Yeah, it is. Um, and by the way, before we even get into that, because you know people like the Mahomes ankle, the much bigger issue is Jalen Hurts' shoulder. All right, let's just be honest about that. Uh, Mahomes on one leg threw for 326 yards to receivers I'd never heard of and two touchdown <laughs> passes and ran for the first down he needed to win the game with a little help from Asai. Which, by the way, the controversy about that, just shut up. It was an obvious push out of bounds. Like, there's, there's no controversy there. You're, cr you're creating controversy because you didn't like it. Yeah. That's, not the, that's not the way this works, okay? It was an obvious foul. Get over yourselves. Um, but getting back to your actual question, uh, there's a bunch that I really like. I like Jarek McKinnon as the Jarek McKinnon as the first uh, TD scorer for the Chiefs. You know, in four of the last six regular season games, that's what he was. And so many times you see him be in there as a personal protector for Mahomes, pick up the blitz and then leak out, boom, easy score. Uh, I also really like the idea of a safety in this game. You have the top two sack teams in the NFL, one, two, Eagles, Chiefs. We have had nine safeties in Super Bowl history, four in the last 14 games, the last in Super Bowl 48 where the Broncos center snapped it over Peyton's head at yeah. the first play from scrimmage, and they were doomed. <laughs> I can really see a scenario in this game. Either team is backed up, safety, somebody's got to fall on that ball. Maybe it's an offensive lineman. Boom, and it's plus 835, which means, you know, if it hits, it really hits. Got to love an 8-1 to one bet uh, for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We're talking with Trey Wingo from Caesar Sportsbook. For, for Andy Reid, uh, his time in Philadelphia, 14 years there. He's already been 10 years in Kansas City. And we, we had the owner of the Chiefs, Clark Hunt, on earlier this week thinking about where this franchise was in, in 2012. How, how much do you think this matters to Andy? Because he'll, he'll downplay it to yeah. us publicly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. To, I want to be clear about this. Regardless of the outcome of the game, I do not believe Patrick Mahomes' legacy will change because he's going to get to more of these things. And we can talk about that and the great job Brett Veach has done and why I think that's possible. But for Andy, the only problem for Andy is Bill Belichick exists, right? Um, he's the first coach to win 10 postseason games with two different teams. With Donovan McNabb, he went to four NFC championship games in a row. With Patrick Mahomes, he's now gone to five straight AFC championship games. Uh, Andy Reid is a first ballot Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion, regardless. But then you get into these micro divisions. There's first ballot, then there's surefire first ballot, and there's absolutely top of the top of the top first ballot. A second Super Bowl to me for Andy 
would elevate him to the, the minusculest amount of the best of the 1%, for lack of a better term. And it's the only thing missing on his resume. It's also why I don't think he's going anywhere. Like, when I think about Andy, it's Why like, would he? What do he do? He spent 20 years coaching football to get the single most talented quarterback in NFL history and be like, you yeah. know what, guys? I think I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to eat more cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. no, that's not who he, as he said, I have a lot of energy for a chubby guy. Yeah. You know, he's that was not a great quote. Well, uh, let's, put, let's put it this way. Should they win? Or whenever their next win comes, and I believe we'll get to predictions later. <laughs> um, he will be the first coach in NFL history to be the winningest coach for two different franchises. Combined regular postseason, he has 140 wins for Philadelphia. Right now he's tied with Hank Stram at 128 in Kansas City. So whenever he gets his next win, we can talk about when I think that will be. Uh, he'll be the first coach to do that. And, and like I, I mentioned Bill Belichick, how's it gone for Bill without Tom Brady? Not great. Right? He has a losing record, right, in all of his seasons combined without Tom. The point being is Andy has done it with a bunch of different people. Michael Vick's best years were with Andy Reid. Alex Smith's best years were with Andy Reid. Kevin Cobb's best years <laughs> were with Andy Reid. Andy makes quarterbacks work, and he just happens to have what I believe the greatest quarterback we've ever seen currently. And, and let's stop the idea that someone is close to Mahomes right now. It is nice to kill that. The, the Burrow game felt like it killed that fight. Like, let's end that forever, okay? To, to the point, Marcus Kemp. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. And by the way, the irony there is the only reason Marcus Kemp was elevated was because Lemons was claimed yeah. off waivers by Cincinnati. Oh, we're going to get you and get your playbook. Instead, we'll have to activate a fourth receiver who we're going to need in the game instead of a cornerback. I thought that was a really sort of a karma for them. <laughs> like the gap, and Burrow is really good. I want to be clear. He's really, really good. Yeah. But you know what Mahomes has? All the receipts. 50 touchdown passes. He's going to have a second NFL MVP. He has a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl MVP. He's in his second Super Bowl. He's thrown for 5,000 yards twice. He has the most touchdown passes, single-season record. Every, like, Josh Allen's really good. Joe Burrow's really, really good. Justin Herbert's really, really good. Trevor Lawrence is going to be really, really good. They don't have the receipts. 15 has them all. And until you have them, shut up. We've talked a lot about, like, so many guests come on and be like, well, we think the Eagles have the better roster, but Mahomes. Yeah. How many points do you think just, like, he's Mahomes? Well, how, many, how, many, how many points is that worth? Let me put it this way. Super Bowl 54. I, I have to call him an unnamed San Francisco executive because it was an off-the-record conversation. Okay. He, was, he came on the show, and I said, so what do you think? He goes, I love our team. I love everything about our team. We are so good and so tough. Top to bottom, we are by far the best team. But that guy scares me to death. And he was talking about Patrick Mahomes. 21 fourth quarter points later, his worst fears were realized. Like, it, you know, there's, a, there's a line out there that uh, the trend is the last 12 teams that have trailed after the first quarter have lost the Super Bowl. Is anyone going to be concerned if the Chiefs fall down by 10? No. Like, it's not ideal. Patrick Mahomes, when his team is down by 10, has a winning record. He's 14-9. and nine. No other quarterback has even a 38% winning record as a quarterback when his team is down by 10 or more. They were down 17 to nothing at Arrowhead this year to the, to the Raiders. And what? You know? <laughs> they won. They yeah, won. Yeah, it feels way, way more detrimental for Philadelphia to be down in if this If Philadelphia's down early. by 10, they're in real trouble. Um, if the Chiefs are down by 10, it's just how they play. I just like the, the fact that they don't have to change anything about who they are. Yeah. That, to me, is like 
Be like, hey, they're down 10. Are they going to change the way they play football? I'm like, no, Why? Andy Reid likes to throw it 80% of the time. Well, I will say that bothered me in the AFC Championship game. You're up 13-3. to You've just yeah. picked off Burrow. There's two, what, 225 on the clock? Yeah, they threw three times in a row. This half should end one of three ways. Either you punt, you kick a field goal, or you kick an extra point. Three straight throws later, with no receivers, by the way, because they're all hurt, and you get the ball back, and that's the reason it was 13-6 to at the half. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it again. Just like last year in the AFC Championship game when they didn't kick the free field goal in the, cl- the clock round. If they kick that field goal, we're talking about a fourth Super Bowl in five years. Because if that game plays out the way it did, they're up 14 instead of 11. And that changes things dramatically. And that kick at the end of the game would have been to win the game, not to tie it. All right, let's get our game prediction from Trey Wingo at Caesars Sportsbook. <laughs> Guest prediction brought to you by Ag Power, John Deere, it's and Papa Murphy's. By 10, 15, I don't, I don't know. Okay. But here, here's, <laughs> here's the way I, I see it. And the Eagles are a really good team. Don't get me. I was waving at you. I'm doing a radio show, my man. I will talk to you in a minute. That's my great agent, Ira Stahlberger, <laughs> the king of the world right there. Um, here's what I know. The Chiefs understand, having hosted five straight championship games, having gone to three Super Bowls in four years, one isn't enough. If you want to be a dynasty the way the Packers of the 60s were, the way the Steelers of the 70s were, the way the Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, the Patriots of the 2000s and the aughts. You need to stack them. Much in the same way, whether it was the Titans game where Patrick said, we're not bleeping losing, whether it was the game against uh, the Bengals, they're not beating us again. Patrick knows and the team knows, Kelsey knows, they know that if they lose – people will say this has been the greatest run with very little to show for it. They don't want to be that team. They want to be one of the, considered one of the greats. The only way they can be considered a great dynastic team is to win multiple Super Bowls. And, you know, as Therese Paler, the late great, used to say, over my dead body game. This is an over-my-dead-body game for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Trey Wingo, Caesar Sportsbook. Really appreciate the time. We'll, we'll tell you on that safety bet as well. 835. 8-1 there on the Caesars app. There you go. Everybody back in Kansas, and for those that are also making their way out here to Arizona. Thank you so much. All our guest interviews here from Radio Row are brought to you by Ag Power, your local authorized John Deere dealer, and by Papa Murphy's. Get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at Papa Murphy's. Coming up next, other than Patrick Mahomes, the biggest advantage the Chiefs have in this game from Arizona. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Co.